The Chargers have their final preseason game tonight, and it's going to be huge for certain players and if they are going to make the Chargers roster or have a significant role on the team, including Michael Bandy. Can he have another all-star performance and find a way to crack the roster? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for over six seasons. We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Thanks for making us your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. David, the Chargers square off against the New Orleans Saints tonight, a lot of uh, coaching you know, connections there for sure, but it's going to be big for a lot of players, right? And we're also going to have to see who plays tonight, right? Because that could even mean its own thing. But when I see this game, I think of Michael Bandy because he's a guy that's obviously been the MVP, I would say, for the offense through the first couple of preseason games for the Chargers. And now we're going to see if he can pull off another special performance tonight to see if he can find a way to crack this roster. Xander Horvath is another guy who has something to prove in tonight's game, and we could see him pull away as fullback one. And there's also a lot going on on the defensive side as well. That defensive line room, there's a big competition there for who's going to get that last spot between guys like Braden Fehoko and Christian Covington. In the edge group is a little weird because of the Kyle Van Noy situation. We're going to see if any of those young guys, right, that we know we're probably going to play a lot in this game. Guys like a Mecca boy, guys like Jamal Davis can find a way to be that last edge spot for the Chargers and then get into if we're even going to see someone like Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton. But David, I want to start with Michael Bandy because he is a special preseason player at the very least, right? A guy who's been making plays all throughout training camp and a guy that I think it took us a little while to take seriously because it, it was a cute story. A guy that's, you know, doing really well as a long shot to make the roster is with the Chargers last year in the preseason and had some good games as well. But this season, he's been on a different level. 15 catches, 142 yards, two touchdowns through the first two games. But it's a loaded spot on the Chargers roster. They only kept five guys last year, and we know who five guys are that are going to make the team. So I think the question is, is there a chance he can do something tonight that makes it just impossible to cut him? Yeah, Michael Bandy's been a really fun story to watch. He's been a guy that, you know, in the beginning of training camp, started making plays, started to make some noise. And we're like, okay, you know, we acknowledge you, Michael. You know, we (laughs) see you out there. And then the plays just didn't stop. You know, he didn't stop catching touchdown passes. He didn't stop burning defensive backs. It just didn't matter. And then, of course, the preseason games come around and he's doing the same exact thing that he was doing in training camp against live actual opponents and you know he's had some really beautiful routes showed some really strong hands you know you know he's a smaller guy but he's really shown to be you know physical enough to be able to take you know those type of hits that you're going to take as a wide receiver in the nfl um and hey that that whip route i mean that whip route would beat most uh, starting corners in the NFL. I mean, for that touchdown that he scored in that first preseason game, that was a thing of beauty. He's going to have to have the game of his life, Daniel, to be able to earn a role on this roster. I mean, if it was a different year, a different Chargers team, sure. I would feel much more optimistic about Michael Bandy's chances. But this year, this team, 
man, I just think it's too loaded, and I just don't know how comfortable I am at this moment saying that Michael Bandy can earn his role on this team. Yeah, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in the post-game show after the game tonight where we'll be back with you guys for sure for another post-game show. And I think for him, it's just if he does have the game of his life tonight, is that even enough, right? Yeah. And I think that's the question I have just because it's like he has some of the same skill sets as someone like DeAndre Carter, a smaller guy who you know is probably going to be working mostly out of the slot, quicker, yeah. gets open, creates separation. And there is something for just a guy who keeps getting open, right? The Chargers yeah. let go of Wes Welker, and that's what everyone wants to bring up. And, you know, <laughs> a guy who didn't bring a lot to the table athleticism-wise, didn't do anything truly special, but just kept finding a way to get open. That's the definition of Michael Bandy. There yeah. is a value to that, and I'm sure he's going to be, you know, get some calls after the season if the Chargers don't end up taking him on. Yeah. The biggest thing for me, though, is can he do enough on special teams? He's had yeah. only two punt returns, right, which is basically his only way special teams-wise. Two for seven yards. Not great. We know that DeAndre Carter is going to be the the starting punt returner, right? I think yeah. that was the main reason the Chargers brought him in. That was the biggest, you know, flower in his cap, I would say. Yeah. It's just a feather in his cap. I should say flower in his cap. <laughs> but I think now he's not doing any coverage, right? He, no. He's only played five snaps. He played one punt coverage snap. So I just think if they're going based on the same reasons. They didn't keep six wide receivers last season, which was, you know, are they KJ Hill bringing special teams value or whoever it is? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can see it this year, but I think he is probably going to go off again tonight. I'm but, rooting for him, man. Yeah, and I'm rooting for someone like Joe Reed too. But as far as yes. this conversation goes, it just seems like that one's probably a little too far gone. Not a lot in the receiving game, has missed some time. Didn't do really anything much with the kick returns he had last year, which is definitely his easiest avenue to kind of show something special. Let's get into a couple more real quick, David. Let's start with Xander Horvath, who has a chance in this one to kind of solidify himself as the fullback one. And in some ways, it already seems like he is. I mean, especially from what Joe Lombardi said so far. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you listen to Joe Lombardi talk and, and you know, he was uh, he was asked a question by Daniel Popper and, and it kind of seemed like he was kind of speaking as if he already had plans for Sando Horvath in the offense and also talked about, you know, the different things that he does well. He, he even talked about, you know, potentially giving this guy some handoffs as a running back. You know, he's like, hey, this is a guy I feel like, you know, you can line him up in the backfield and give him some handoffs and see what he can do there. And a guy that shows some, some soft hands, a guy who has shown that he can learn you know he, the Joe Lombardi brought up a specific example against the Cowboys in the joint practice where the Cowboys gave him the same look three different times and he was able to learn and get better every single time now again that means that he's still learning and he's still a work in progress but I think Joe Lombardi and the Chargers organization see a lot of things in Xander Horvath's game that can translate and be beneficial to this offense yeah and I mean I just think that there's a lot more upside there than it is with Gabe neighbors you know who is his main competition his only competition really if they keep a fullback at this point i think it's andrew horvath i'm still excited to see him in the preseason though right and then yeah and the big thing was give him handoffs at tailback because we've seen him get a handoff he got a handoff last week at fullback yeah right and he ended up tailback yeah you know converting that first down they're talking about just hey we're just gonna have him there as the the lone back and hand it to him i want to see that in tonight's game pretty please. please Oh, totally. I, I think, I mean, he, he just brings something different to the table. He's going to be his big special teams guy, and let's all hope the special teams looks a lot better than last week. Please. A lot of guys oh, are going to have a lot riding on that. That's going to be yeah. a huge part of this game. And a couple of guys that have been playing a lot of special teams, and I think representing maybe a chance for a roster spot would be the tight ends at the end oh, of yeah. the roster, right, with Hunter Camp Moyer and Chrome and Oak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the quote. I've heard someone say his name. 
Chrome and Oak. So I'm just going to go with that because I think it, it sounds the best. So Air Chrome and Oak and Hunter Camp Moyer, both guys that, you know, undrafted free agent last year and undrafted free agent this year, the latter being Chrome and Oak, neither has done anything. So that's tough because right now, David, Donald Barham's hurt, right? Yeah. So are the Chargers willing to go into that first week if Donald Barham's not right with just Trey McKitty and Gerald Everett? Obviously, you feel good about both of those guys, even though McKitty hasn't played at all, really, yeah. right, in the preseason. But they, they maybe, you know, open something up for one of these guys. It's just hard because, you know, Cromanoke has three catches for 11 yards and Camp Moore right now has one catch for six yards. Yeah, and how much are you going to learn here in this last preseason game, too, going up against obvious subpar competition? You're going up against yeah. guys that are more than likely not going to make hungry any, guys, any right? NFL rosters. Yeah, very hungry, obviously, you know, out there trying to, you know, play for their lives, play for their NFL lives, trying to earn a role in, you know, the NFL to try to fulfill their dream. But, yeah. you know, at this point, are we going to be able to to see a performance from one of these tight ends that goes, OK, he's got it. It's sewn up. He is going to be that fourth tight end that the Chargers keep on the roster. And I think a lot of that has to do with how they think, you know, Donald Parham's is going to come back from his injury and what the timeline is on that. I feel like that's going to be another contributing factor in this particular competition. Yeah, I mean, as I see it right now, maybe one of these guys goes off. Even if that happens, I don't know if it's enough. Yeah. I think that this is a position that you could see the Chargers heavily targeting in that waiver wire, right? Yeah. Maybe trying to find someone else to bring in after not maybe seeing enough out of each of those two guys. But on the defensive line, I don't think they'll be adding anyone because I think they're going to have some really tough positions. I mean, I feel like Braden Fehoko has to make the roster, but it's definitely a competition and all these guys are probably going to play in Friday night's game against the Saints. And there's also some competition at edge rusher with kind of the uncertainty of where Kyle Van Noy fits into everything after we saw him get some edge snaps this week. So we're going to get into that, but I do have to tell you guys about something that can help you if you're ever in a pinch and you need some money really quick, you can get the Dave app. I mean, it reminds me of a time that I had just paid rent and then all of a sudden my wife's tire blows out and I have to buy like a $200 tire and it's just nobody ever has the extra money for those kind of things. Dave is the banking app that can help you guys get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. It's more money to fill your tank, more money to buy a new tire in my case, more money to catch up on bills, and you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without the hangups. There's no interest, no credit check needed, and millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download the Dave app and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. And sign up for the extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right, David. Well, we talked about some of those guys that we're excited to see and guys who have a lot riding on what happens in this preseason game tonight against the Saints. And I would throw the defensive line group squarely into the mix of guys you know where tough decisions are going to be made so as i see it there's probably two spots for brayden fehoko christian covington and tito abonia tito obviously has the you know perk of having just been drafted and having them use resources a fifth round pick on him yeah. in the case of christian covington he was a guy who was an unrestricted free agent and they brought him back right and wanted him enough to bring him back in brayden fehoko has probably been you know top three most impressive defensive linemen that we've seen in camp so far, but it's somewhat one dimensional as a run stuffer. But I mean, if there's one thing we know, you know, Hey, sometimes it's not bad to have a one dimensional run stuffer. Like just get a guy in there that can please stop the run. So this is a competition, David tonight. I think that's going to play itself out. I think all these guys are going to get snaps. And I think that 
it, it's for what their role could be and also, you know, making the roster in general. Yeah, no, no question. I think, honestly, if, if you look at Braden Fehoko, I mean, he's been very, very impressive throughout yeah. training camp and these first two preseason games. He's done exactly what you know him to do, and that's stop the run, be a force in the middle, a guy that's really hard to move. Yeah, he doesn't bring a lot as a pass rusher, but you have guys that are brought in to be interior pass rushers, so they don't really need that need him to do that. Obviously, you want him to get better and you want to to add to his game, but if he's if he comes in and does one thing really really well, that's still extremely valuable for the Chargers and a Chargers defense that was really really bad against the run last year. You know what Braden Fehoko brings to the table, and that is a very strong force in the middle I think this game Daniel is probably the biggest for Christian Covington believe it or not a guy they signed to a one year one year one million dollar deal I mean the money suggests that he you know is probably safe but I don't think so you know just based on you know the patterns of him playing in these preseason games playing pretty much you know late and you know playing most of the game I think that he's gonna have to come out here and be very very impressive to be able to beat one of these guys out and I think it might be too little too late I mean, it's interesting because Brayden Fayoko has almost always been in the same unit as Christian Covington. I yeah. mean, Covington might have been a, a little bit, maybe played a few more snaps, but if if so, it's very, very close. I mean, those guys have been playing pretty much the exact same amount of time. They seem to be going for kind of the same roster spot if Tito is safe, right? I mean, you're not always safe as a fifth-round pick, and I think Tito has shown some things. I mean, he does have three pressures in yep. the two preseason games he's played so far, and that's nice, especially as a guy who came in very raw. Very. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I think Christian Covington's had some moments, too. I thought he had a moment last week when none of the defensive line really played that well. And I think that Brayden Fehoko is kind of in need of a bounce back game. I thought he was just OK last week in that game. And I had said as much. I mean, the whole defensive line, in my mind, got pushed around. But I didn't think it was a super strong game from Brayden Fehoko after basically being a top three defensive lineman throughout all of camp. Yeah. But I know what I've seen from him, and that doesn't just go away. I mean, that, right. that's a blip on the radar. To me, I mean, the decision's already done. It's Braden Fehoko, and it's not that close. Yeah. Plus, how can you not root for that guy and have his dad doing, ah, you know, on the <laughs> sideline for the rest of the season? Like, he just brings a special energy, I think, to this team as well. I mean, I do think he, he seems like a glue the, guy, you know, just intangible wise. Glue you know, guy. Just a, a glue, glue guy. guy. No question. Yeah. I mean, just the guy that, you know, can keep things light after a loss, right? Yeah. And can definitely bring just a different energy. You don't want him on the ox cord, as we found <laughs> out from every Chargers player. You keep him away from the speakers. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, Braden Fehoko, to me, did it last year a little bit in the regular season, right? We actually got to yeah. see some of it, and I think he is very improved from where he was last year. Christian Covington, I think, is probably just about the same. Um, and, and I think that if you're talking about trying to change kind of the image of your defensive line, if you want to give it, a more physical flair to it. If you want to give it a better energy, if you want to give it a better feistiness, I think that Braden Fehoko just checks all of those boxes. So to me, I mean, it's him, but I do think it it won't hurt for him. And we've seen surprises on cut down day before. Yes. For him to have another good game tonight against the saints. But let's look at the edge rusher position, David, because that just got a little bit cloudier because now Kyle Van Noy, after all the linebacker injuries has been kind of sliding his way back into the edge rusher position in certain drills and certain packages. But it does seem like, Hey, you know, there's a chance that the chargers keep four edge rushers besides him. Right. So Joey Bosa, Chris Rump, Khalil Mack, and then one guy. And it seems like that competition is between Jamal Davis, Emeka Igboy and Carlo camp. Yeah. And we've seen, uh, you know, each one of these guys, at least 
create some kind of havoc. You know, we've seen yeah. Mecha Igbule get close. We've seen Seven him pressures. cause some pressure. Yeah, we, you know, he's definitely gotten close. He just hasn't finished the plays. And the, the thing for Emeke, that's always been the thing for me. Like, he, he gets mm. close. You know, it, it seems like he's I don't know almost... if he's ever been that close very many times in his entire career. We've never seen this dude really playing any kind of significance now. But as far as the one game he's played this preseason, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets close, but he, he doesn't finish the job, which is, is kind of frustrating. You know, it, it, it's nice that he's in the area, but hey, get that quarterback on the ground. <laughs> that, that's what I want to see. And then Jamal Davis, we, we kind of know the coaching staff likes Jamal Davis. I think they appreciate his tenacity, his toughness on the edge, a guy who is, you know, physical on the outside. And I think that's, you know, something that they like, something that the the Chargers covet a little bit. So that's going to be one of the fiercer battles, I, I think, uh, watching tonight, seeing which one of these guys really shows out and tries to solidify their spot. Because unlike, you know, very many other positions on this roster, Daniel, I think at the edge group, this is a legitimate opportunity to earn a roster spot. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's hard to say how much a spot here is up for grabs because if you look at the linebacker position and you're not counting Kyle Van Noy there, that's yeah. Troy Reader, Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, right? And yeah. then you have the backups, guys like Amen, our boy Bong, and Nick Neiman. So that's five dudes right there. They're going to keep six linebackers, you know? We'll yeah. talk about that when we get to the roster predictions, but that's what kind of makes this tricky. What we do know is there is potentially a chance, right? And that's really all you can ask for. It might The door might be a little bit more open than we thought it was, yeah. which is great for these guys. And I think to me, I thought Carlo Kemp had a sneaky good game last week. I do think this is kind of a two-man race between those two guys that you just brought up mostly, yeah. right? I mean, it's a Mecca to me, and it's Jamal Davis. Jamal Davis had five pressures in the first game, and Mecca boy had seven. Seven right. is a lot. That's nothing yeah. to sneeze at. I thought, yeah, I mean, tackling obviously – is the biggest thing. Missed two tackles on one play. <laughs> Missed a tackle near the goal line, which is your Taylor as well. Both of those guys kind of missing a, a pretty open shot on the you know guy who ended up scoring. But I don't know. I think it's those two guys. I mean, I think at least for Jamal Davis, he has something he does really well. Yeah. With Emeke, I'm not sure exactly what he does exceptionally well. I thought he passed rushed a lot better than I had ever seen him, you know, yeah. in a few years now that he's been with the Chargers after coming in as what was that, a six-round pick from Houston a few years ago? So I think that it's nice to see that improvement, and I think that he'll stick around in some capacity, whether it's training, you know, whether it's the practice squad or whatever, one of whoever doesn't make it, or even potentially both of these guys. Yeah. But at least I know Jamal Davis brings something. He breathes yeah. the physicality. Got the yes. five pressures, right? So it's not like he's totally inept. Like, like Brayden Bayo got zero pressures and like 17 pass rushing attempts so far in the preseason. He has some of that, but it's super raw there. I mean, it's yeah. mostly just effort, right? When he gives all right. effort, Brandon Staley says he's a heart and soul kind of guy. Um, and he's in a great room, man. He's he's got a couple of guys that are really damn good at rushing the passer. So, but the one thing he does well is he is super physical. He's yes. very strong. He has yes. the body to set the edge, right? And it, it takes more than that to be a complete edge rusher. But if you're talking about who that fourth or potentially fifth guy, having a specialized guy in that role, I don't think is a bad idea at all. So I think. He would be who I'd have my money on if one of those two guys are going to make it going into this game. But things can change so quickly, and this game could end up deciding it, and I think we will see both of those guys playing in this game. But I don't know if we're going to see Trey Pipkins again. I don't know if we're going to see Storm Norton. If we don't see him, that race is definitely over, and I think you could say <laughs> the same thing for Michael Davis, Sante Samuel Jr. We don't know who's going to play, so we're going to, coming up, we're going to talk about you know who could play, who could not play, and what is to gain or to lose if they don't play or even how much they play. So we're going to get into that and those guys, those big battles that we may not see 
in the final preseason game coming up after this. But I do need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is BetOnline.net. It's the only place that I'm going to be betting because it's the best betting time of the season. It's time to make some money because football is here, guys, and it's the best time to bet all year round. There's so many things to bet on. There's so many teams to bet on. And even if you just want to bet on the Chargers, there's player props out there right now. You can go Keenan Allen over or under 1,000 receiving yards, basically. Over under 95 and a half catches. You can get at BetOnline. I love the player props. I love the weird stuff. That's one of my favorite things about BetOnline. They make it creative. They make it fun. There's also live in-game betting. And it's not just football either. You can go baseball, right? You can go basketball when that comes back. You have UFC fights. You have golf, horse races, your favorite Vegas casino games, whatever you want. You can find it at BetOnline.net. So make sure you guys head over there. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening today at BetOnline, where the game starts. David, one of the biggest questions I have going into this final game is going to be about the right tackle position. And if we're going to learn anything about the right tackle position, because yeah. there's one big thing, David, and I think that's, you know, especially in this AFC West that's gotten insane, who is going to be that right tackle spot? Because we know how stacked it is, right, at edge rusher. But we're going to be talking with the rest of the division because we have the ultimate NFL show that's going on very soon, guys. The Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season and the local team experts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And it'll be us with the rest of our division as well. Starting August 31st, just search Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. David, will we see Trey Pipkins or Storm Norton? Because both of those guys right now represent, one, you're starting right tackle, even though they say that the you know, competition is still going, so you'd think you'd want to see him out there. But those are two very important people because no matter how it ends up shaking out, you have either your starting right tackle or your starting swing tackle or who the swing tackle is. Yeah, I mean, hey, if practicing as your starting right tackle three straight days is any indication, which it definitely is to me, it seems like they already know who their starting right tackle is yeah. regardless on if they have announced it officially or not. But I think tomorrow, you know, today, you know, when the, the chargers are suiting up for their last preseason game against the saints, we will know for sure if Trey Pipkins does not start and storm Norton does that, that competition is done, you know, officially or unofficially, it does not matter. That would be the huge indicator saying that that battle is done and Pipkins is your starter. But that is one of the things we will be paying very close attention to. Yeah, I mean, and last year, both the guys played and both of them played a, a lot. lot. Trey Pipkins yeah. <laughs> played 51 snaps. He led the entire team last year in the third preseason game, so which was, game. you know, kind of how we found out that someone like, you know, Tyron Johnson was in trouble. Yeah. T. Billy played a ton of snaps in that game. We're like, oh, I don't know. This is kind of weird. And then yeah. he didn't make the team. So this is going to be a huge indicator on who's going to make the team. And I think, David, I'll take it a step further. I think, yes, obviously, if Storm Norton plays and Trey Pipkins doesn't, Trey Pipkins is your winner. Even if neither of those guys play, I think you know that Trey Pipkins is your winner, yeah. right? Because this is the last showcase to, you would think, you know, make any big steps towards either regaining that if you're Storm or separating yourself if you're Trey. Yeah. So I don't think that there's any, you know, I think one way or another we'll know by kickoff kind of how this is because I think, yeah, if both of them do play, probably is still open. I just yeah. don't see them both playing. It would be hard for me to believe. Yeah. In the kind of a similar situation with Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis, when both of those guys could be winners in the sense that if J.C. Jackson can't play the first two weeks, both of those guys are starters no matter what. They're not competing for anything. They're both going right. to be out there. They're both going to be the starting outside corners. Yeah. 
but it might hurt them tonight, David, because I don't think we're necessarily going to see those guys tonight. I mean, Michael Davis didn't play in the third preseason game last year. Asante did, but Asante was also a rookie. And Michael right. Davis had a starting spot, right? Quote unquote yeah. last year with Chris Harris Jr. in the slot and Asante on the other side. Yeah. I think it's going to be different this year. I wouldn't be surprised if we see neither of those guys because right now, David, those are your two starting corners. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any chance that you're going to see Michael Davis or Asante Samuel Jr. out there in this third preseason game because there's an uncertainty about when JC Jackson is going to be back or if he's going to be available. I'm optimistic. And I think a lot of people are optimistic that he will be ready to come back for week one. We don't yeah. know for sure, but I feel like there's a good chance, but there's the unknown there and you always yeah. have to plan for the unknown, something, anything could happen. So with that being said, I think there is absolutely no chance you see Michael Davis or Asante out there. And I don't think you should anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think, though, that, I mean, it's hard not to say that this doesn't hurt Asante Samuel Jr.'s chances of winning his spot back, though, right? Like, yeah, obviously getting a ton of first team reps as J.C. Jackson's wound heals is going to give him a chance to go up out there, you know, against the Chargers receivers in practice, you know, and show the improvements he's made and how well he can play and all that stuff. And Michael Davis will be out there, too. Maybe he starts getting burnt in practice or whatever the case is. But at the same time, it's like if you felt like if both of them played in this game, there would be a chance, right, that Michael Davis maybe has a down game or that Asante Samuel Jr. just goes out there and balls out, right, and yeah. just, you know, maybe reopens the conversation. If it stays with the status quo, Michael Davis would seem to be your starting outside cornerback alongside J.C. Jackson if he's going yeah. to come back week one. And it doesn't seem like Asante will really have a chance to do anything about it in this game, at least as we see it right now. But right. talking about guys who didn't play last year, Jalen Guyton. Didn't play last year in the third preseason game. Tyron Johnson did. And DeAndre Carter is a guy that I'd be wondering about. And, I, you know, we've seen both of these guys and Josh Palmer in all three of those games so far, or both of the preseason games, I should say, so far. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see any of those three guys in, in tonight's game. No, I don't think we're going to see Josh Palmer. I think in that second preseason game where he really went off and kind of, you know, really showed I'm that, saying all three of them though, too. No, I agree. Yeah, oh, I okay. agree. I, I don't think that you're going to see any of those guys. I, I don't think that they have anything to prove. I think the chargers, you know, with their definition of, and you know, if I need to evaluate you, then you're going to play. I don't think they need to evaluate any of those guys. They know exactly who they are and what they are going to bring to this offense and to yeah. this team. Yeah. And it's been, like you're going to say, I mean, Josh Palmer is coming off of a concussion. So if there was any thought he would ever play, There's no chance he would coming off of that. And with the other two guys, it's like when we talked about the Michael Bandy situation, right? It's not really about Michael Bandy beating any of those dudes. And you could argue he's played better, you know, than some of them, whatever. Yeah. It's about are they going to keep a sixth wide receiver? Are they going to make a spot basically for Michael Bandy because they only kept five last season? That would be the question. If he's not competing, these guys, those five receivers, I promise you, will all make the Chargers roster when these final cuts happen and then we've seen surprises, right? And I'm sure we'll get surprised again, but I just don't see it going any other way right now. This is a, we didn't see Jerry Tillery in the preseason last year. If we see him in this final game, David, it could mean something. I don't know if we're going to, I would put Morgan Fox, Chris Rump and Jerry Tillery kind of all along the same lines here. I don't know if we're going to see any of those guys, but if we do see any of those guys, I think it'll give us a definitive kind of feeling of where the coaching staff is on the, the you know, the interior guys right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I think when yeah. you look at those three guys, I think it's pretty clear who has done the most and who hasn't. I think for me, Chris Rump has 
been a revelation. He has been very, very much improved. He's shown like he's put on some good weight. He shows that he is no longer somebody who is just a turnstile as a run defender. He's really bulked up and you can see it. And it has definitely, you know, manifested itself and create, you know, creating some really nice splash plays as a run defender. Yeah. And he's also been great as a pass rusher as well. We just we've seen an improvement to his game. That's really, really nice to see. For Jared Tillery, we haven't really seen much. You know, he's he's created some pressure on a couple of plays, but he has not been as dominant as you want him to be, as a former first-round pick should be. A guy that should be a man among boys on the field, should be dominating everybody that he goes up against. We did not see that from Jerry Tillery. So I think there is a chance you could see him because I think there is more to see from Jerry Tillery. I am not convinced that I have seen enough to say, hey, he is safe. His roster spot is a guarantee. Morgan Fox, he's shown me some things. I've seen some nice pass rush moves from him. Yeah, that's why I'm saying Jerry Tillery. Still, hey, show me some more things, man. I'm just, I'm not there yet. Yeah, of course you want to see more. I don't know what else you're going to learn from about yeah. Jerry Tillery in this game. I mean, I, I just don't think there's enough he could do that's going to move the needle either way. I mean, I yeah. think you know, obviously, go out there and just kind of continue being you know just a guy out there which is what he has been through two games you know yep. in the preseason um but i don't know if you know if he can move the needle either way i mean yeah obviously if morgan fox i think morgan fox has earned the right as like that first pass rushing guy i mean we've heard some splashes about jerry tillery right and some one-on-ones where he does stuff i think the biggest thing still is just the consistency and i mean Always. that's not something you're ever really going to see even in the preseason with to tail hold his time stops. for jerry of course but like if you do see Jerry Tillery out there and there's no Morgan Fox out there, then, you know, that speaks the... volume. I mean, and that, that if that's the case, then Jerry Tillery will kind of be put on my cut radar. As I see it right now, I don't think there's any chance that Jerry Tillery is going to get cut. I just financially, it doesn't save them anything. His, no. his money's all guaranteed. It's right. a decent chunk of money. And, and that money's already gone. You would just only be doing it literally for a roster spot because none of that money you're getting back. Plus, we know how the front office supposedly feels about him. I don't think he's in trouble. I also don't think he's going to do anything or could do anything in this preseason game that's going to make me feel any more confident in what he's going to bring to the table in the regular season, which is obviously what you're hoping for, right? You're hoping in the two preseason games, like, okay, well, Jerry Tillery consistently went out there and looked like he didn't belong on the same field as those Yes. I thought he had some plays last game. I didn't think he was terrible last game. I thought he made some decent plays in the running game just as far as getting off blocks and things. Nothing that would just be like, okay, hey, he's that dude now. He's you know living up to the potential. None of those things have happened at this point. It doesn't seem like the white switch has been flipped on, for lack of no. a better term. Just seems like more of the same. And obviously, with Jerry Tillery, you need much more than that, you know, yes. to feel good about it. I don't think his roster spots in jeopardy, but we'll talk about it tonight, and we'll see if that changes, right? So make sure you guys are back with us tonight. After the game, we're going to be doing a post game show. We'll be premiering it on YouTube tonight. It'll be a little bit earlier than last Saturday's game because the game's at 5 p.m. Pacific time tonight. It's not 7 p.m. Pacific time like it was last Saturday. So make sure you guys are back with us to get the latest on everything that happens in tonight's game and to talk about, you know, who could have potentially just earned themselves a roster spot. But to make sure you don't miss it, make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. We'll also be posting the post-game show as a podcast, so make sure you're following on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rating and reviewing if you like the show as well. If you guys want to get the show, you can always find it on all of our social media as well. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. His DMs are always open. You can also find the show's page at LockedOnLAC. 
and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page, as well as at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. If you guys want to call in and get your hot takes in about who's going to make the roster, about how guys are performing in the preseason, because that's what Monday show, guys. That's a final 53-man roster prediction. If you guys want to give us your surprise cuts, surprise guys who end up making the team, call in 323-524-7924 to the Locked On Chargers voicemail line, and we will try to get them on the show with a little bit more time to do it next week but that's gonna wrap it up for us today guys make sure you're back tonight for the post game show until then take it easy and go bolts